Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday, the first Friday of November, November 3rd. Hope you've had a great week this week uh, with uh, trick-or-treaters. And uh, hey, so far, it looks like November's off to a great start when it comes to the stock market. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that in this world we live in, there are just so many things that we have no control over. So give me a call, 863-382-0037 for your core retirement design. Hello, buenos dias, y'all. I really appreciate you being here this morning. We're at 8.40 now. It's 20 before 9. Not that one. There, this one. There we are. Time to check out on money. I, I could wake you up with all the junk we got this morning, though. What's Wall Street doing to you today after a party yesterday? Let's head downtown and see what Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is feeling this morning. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well today. I guess we're off to the races this morning. Is that what that tune was? That was the reveille I used to start the whole program out in the morning. <laughs> That's what I said, probably wake people up because, uh, boy, oh, boy, did it turn into a party yesterday. Uh, Dow was up 565 points. The Standard & Poor's up by darn near 80. NASDAQ up by 233 points. Boy, when the Federal Reserve says they're going to do something, uh, and you can actually do what they expected to do. Boy, the, the market just has a party, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely seemed to have a party yesterday. I mean, I think I saw that it's the best day for the Dow. I, I, it was either June or March that, that mm -hmm. they saw this kind of um, increase um, that they saw yesterday, which was a huge increase. Yeah, I was going to say it was a full 1.7% on the Dow, and that was the weak sister of the bunch. The S&P was up by almost 1.9%. And they're, uh, really, uh, it kind of addresses that old saw. The market can handle good news. The market can handle bad news. The market can't handle uncertainty. And evidently, what we got out of uh, Paulson on Wednesday afternoon was the certainty they wanted. Step number one, we're not doing anything this month. We might do, any, we might do a little bit more, and we are not going to lower interest rates anytime soon. Uh, just the we're not going to, and we're not doing anything this month, evidently was enough certainty to make people happy for at least maybe one day anyway. Well, I think you're right for one day, and I think there may be a little bit of fear of missing out. I was reading one analyst, um, economist the other day, and actually this morning early, and he said, and it was kind of interesting, there's no reason for this market to be going up. Mm -hmm. That He feels like that what they're doing is they're looking at that, we're going to keep interest rates high for a relatively longer period of time. He thinks that, that basically – the markets don't think that's true. Oh. That they so, think the interest rates will start to fall sooner than Paulson is is forecasting. That's that's an interesting take on it. The, 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 so the, the basically it's still that notion of uh, certainty, but they're pretty certain he's full of baloney. Exactly. That, that, that <laughs> they, will, they will start to lower interest rates. Um, he didn't give a timeline. But um, but I'm thinking, you know, the initial thing from Paulson was don't expect a decline in 2024. Yeah. Um, so they must be thinking that maybe third quarter, fourth quarter, 2024, we'll start to see some interest rate declines. I, I, 
I, I find that fascinating, but once again, it just reinforces my feeling that uh, the study of Wall Street is really an adjunct to abnormal psychology. That's, that's about it. Yeah, it, it hey, is. One, you just can't rely yeah, on one thing, yeah, one thing I noticed that kind of backs up your theory of a fear of missing out thing. The smart money is buying a lot of Treasury bonds right now. The interest rates on our 10-year bonds, our two-year bonds, uh, they're falling relatively like rocks. They're under 5%. The 10-year yield down 10.5 basis points, down to a little under 4.6%. I haven't seen a bond yield under 5% on the federal level now in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, the smart money is hedging their bets with, fed with federal debt. Yeah, I'm looking at the 30, and, you know, based on the high that we saw earlier um, this week and last week, was it, it's down about 5%, 6%, um, the yield is, from where it was. Uh-huh, and that, that, that indicates that the smart money is parking their money for a little while in federal bonds, because when you buy them, the price goes up, and that makes the yield go down. So that, that, it's an interesting thought. So it, it sounds like maybe some of the run-up yesterday was the amateurs in a fear of missing out syndrome. It very well could be. I mean, I'm definitely thinking that um, yeah, because let's face it, you and I talk about this a lot. It, it's year over year sales. It's year over year earnings that matter. And we're not seeing that. We're seeing companies come in with less revenue, um, less earnings. Yes, they're beating the analyst forecast, but that's not telling the whole picture. That's just what they expect to make. It's not looking back at what they do last year compared to this year. and Did they do better? Oh, yeah. By and large, the revenue year over year. I mean, I was talking about Publix reporting earlier this morning on the news. They're one of the few companies that actually showed a big increase year over year. Mostly when you look at year over year from the big S&P 500 companies, they're beating the street, but they're beating a street level that's much lower than it was last year at this time. So, yeah, the economy is decidedly slowing down. Uh, speaking of slowing down, the federal government data dump this morning, and this is the big unemployment number that comes out each month, uh, 170,000 jobs added last month. That's way down from last month's really goofy number of 336, but it's uh, even less than they expected. And the unemployment rates you're going to hear about on the top of the hour news all day, flat, steady, 3.8%. So indicates a slowing, uh, a slowing employment market, which once again gives us a little bit of reassurance that the Federal Reserve will look at this and say, oh, we're okay, we won't do anything next month either. Dave, I'm looking. You said that they said 170,000 new jobs. My report shows 150, that 170 is what was expected. Uh, I had 180, yeah. Um, but the market watch says that only 150,000 jobs were created. Um, ah, yeah. There we in, go. In yep. it, it was a correction. I had one that came across straight at eight thirty at one hundred and seventy. Now, now I see uh, the one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Yeah, but the expect. I had expectations of one hundred and eighty. You had an expectation. Uh, stop that. Uh, I had expectations of one hundred and seventy. You had an expectation of one hundred and eighty. Either way, it does slow the. Uh, it it does slow things down a little bit. Yeah, and it's definitely way off of uh, what it was in September. Yeah, September we all thought was an aberration anyway, with three hundred thousand plus new jobs. But either way, yeah, yeah, there was a the correction. That's even quote unquote better news if you're if you're Federal Reserve watching, isn't it? It, it really is um, from that standpoint. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the other numbers. Unemployment rate basically stays the same. Um, I, I didn't see the U.S. hourly wage. I don't know if you saw that increase or not, but but I, I just um, you know. The, 
I think that's good news that that there's less jobs created. I mean, bad news for everybody that's unemployed. But but let's face it, we've got to get that inflation number down one way or another. And it's a, a big part of that inflation number is wage inflation. Um, and, and so that that until we can get that part under control, uh, we're going to continue to to have this issue of overall inflation. Absolutely, old old economic theory. There's you know there's there's price push inflation and there's wage pull inflation. And uh, as much as we all want to make more money this year than we did last year, uh, wage pull inflation is one of our problems right now because we can't find enough people to fill the jobs that we got open. That, exactly right. I mean, if fifteen dollars an hour, you know, you, you go to Publix, you still can't buy as much as you did last year when you only made thirteen dollars an hour. Such as it is. But anyway, we got good news on that. And when we get to the futures for this morning, uh, they did respond positively. That slowed down on the market. Reports from companies that are out, well, the biggest one in the country needs to lead. Apple reported, and uh, we talk about a slowing economy. This is the fourth straight quarter of revenue declines for the biggest capitalized company in the nation. That's got to say something. And they're selling the heck out of the iPhone 15. They just can't sell anything else, evidently. Well, they seem to be doing well, I mean, at least for the current quarter, right? They beat on earnings per share. They did beat um, on revenue just just by tad. Um, So so that was all good news. But uh, – and I'm looking at the numbers. The iPhone came in where they expected it to be. The Where they missed is on Mac revenue. Uh, Mac revenue was about a billion dollars short of what they expected. Um, the iPad revenue was a little bit ahead. Uh, wearables, watches, and that type of thing were just a tad less than expected. And the service revenue was about a billion dollars more than expected. So, so between the um, Mac revenue and the service revenue, they broke even basically. But, but that's still, um, you know, they, they need that Mac revenue to come up a little bit as well. They're, they're, they're quickly becoming a one-product company with the services that uh, come from the products that they sell, and the iPhone is the primary thing. And that, that's kind of a tale of what you and I were talking about earlier, about comparative re- revenue. They beat the street, but they still declined in revenue, kind of the story of the entire S&P 500 right now. Yeah, and there, there's some concern over what the holiday sales will look like for the iPhone. Um, yeah, I did read, too, that their guidance for wearables was really kind of pessimistic for the fourth quarter. They don't expect to sell a lot of watches. No, and, and even the iPhone. I mean, at the price point it's become has gotten tougher and tougher. But, but uh, So Apple is trading down this morning about eight and a, um, I mean, about 1.5%. And that was after a pretty good-sized dip yesterday, too, as I understand. So that, that's kind of... Well, we all have some Apple and just about every mutual fund out there, so it's something that we all kind of own a little piece of, don't we? Uh, yep, you're right. We do. <laughs> have you got any good news elsewhere in the uh, earnings reports? Well, let's start with some more bad news first, okay? Um, all right. Let's look at Fort Fortinet. Fortinet? I may not be saying it quite right, but they are a cybersecurity company. Mm-hmm. Um and they they probably a big loser today. They missed on uh, earnings expectation. They gave weaker than expected guidance. Um, so I'm looking at that and thinking, okay, they they came in at 1.33 billion dollars of revenue. They were expecting 1.35, and they've pro they've even looking ahead. They don't expect revenue to be what it is um, currently. So 
they're trading down big loser probably for the day 21.8 percent this morning ouch that gotta hurt that does hurt that does hurt now i'm trying to see if i can find a little good news in here i did block um you know that's the old company used to be called square and Mm -hmm. uh they had a, a pretty good quarter and they came in at 55 cents a share versus 47 cents expected they beat by about $200 million in revenue. And so everything was kind of rosy for them. Uh, they're up. People are really loving this. They're up 18.2%. Cool. That, you know, the easily portable credit card acceptance schemes, I had to assume was going to be a growth market eventually, even after a couple of tough quarters. Yeah, exactly. So that's a good, good, good for them. Expedia and the travel market. Um, they had a big pop this morning as well as they had strong, uh, third quarter, uh, revenue, th- um, and, and earnings per share. Uh, they came at $5 and 41 cents versus $4 and 93 cents. Um, and they beat about by, by, about a hundred million dollars in revenue. Uh, they're trading up almost, almost 10% this morning. Good to hear. couple more. All right. So Taylor Swift and and Beyonce, they are helping out Live Nation. Um, really? You know, oh yeah, because they're concerts, right? Live Nation sells those tickets. They're the venue. They're they're doing well. They beat expectations on top and bottom line, and they're getting a nice little bump up five and a half percent this morning, Dave. <laughs> I love it. Ta- Taylor Swift, there's the thing during the concert when she was doing the main guts of her tour dates that she was making enough money off of the thing to actually make a measurable change in the gross domestic product yeah. off of her concert revenue. Wasn't that funny? <laughs> so it's I'm going to end with two not-so-good stories, okay? Okay. So we have um, Floor and Decor Holdings. They're the ones, the flooring people. They sell all the flooring stuff. Um, and they – did okay for the quarter, but uh, then but, they missed on revenue by just a tad, uh, but they cut their full-year guidance on both earnings and revenue, um, and they are tumbling this morning down 13.3%. And then the, used, yeah, then the used car market, Dave, Carvana reported um, weaker-than-expected revenue, um, slowing earnings, and they are trading um, down about a half a percent right now, which is better than what it was earlier. Earlier, they're down 4%. Well, maybe they figure they can survive anyway. That that company, I still, with all the legal problems they got into over in Tampa as well, I can't help but wonder whether or not they're going to survive long term. <laughs> Looking at it again, party time yesterday on it. We got some good news from the market standpoint. Anyway, this morning on the unemployment rate, 45 minutes before we open. How are we doing this morning, Philip? They've got a lot of green ink across the board. Like you said earlier, the Dow's up uh, a half a percent. The S&P 500's up a little over a half a percent. The NASDAQ 100, now, it's getting hurt because of Apple. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Apple's in that NASDAQ 100. And it, it is up. It's up about four-tenths of a percent. And the biggest winner is the Russell 2000, up uh, 1.4% this morning. On the other side of the coin, we got silver making a huge leap this morning, uh, up almost 2%, $23.29 an ounce. Gold back up over 2000 to 2008 That's up by almost three-quarters of a percent. And crude oil up substantially from yesterday morning at $83.20. That's about nine-tenths of a percent above where it was 
yesterday's close. That's a crudola experience there. Overseas markets, the uh, European markets are looking at us and saying, hey, cool, they're almost uh, exclusively up. The overall European index is up by over a quarter of a percent. Uh, the Asian rim looked at us from yesterday and said, really, we like this, and everything's up. Some of the market, like, like the, mainland, the mainland Chinese market's up at 1.2% at the close at 6 a.m., Keeping track of uh, retirement plans, sometimes a lot harder than the average Joe can do. I need help to make sure I'm stable and can retire the way I plan to. How do I find you to get those plans in place? You know, Dave, that's why we developed the core retirement design. And the second part of our core retirement is tax planning. And that's what I'm doing today, actually. I'm in day two of a virtual conference with Ed Slot. Um, so we'll be uh, plugged into that all day today. But give us a call at 863-382-0037 if you're not getting that part from your investment advisor. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again with you on Monday morning. Philip, I appreciate it, and you have a good weekend, all right? All right, you too, Dave. Thank you. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining me as I head into my virtual conference with Ed Slot. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Join me again Monday, same time, same place. Bye now.